0: Do you, o Lord Jesus Christ.
1: The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ According to John Jesus went out with his disciples across the Kindron Valley to where there was a garden, into which he and his disciples entered. Judas, his betrayer, also knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas got a band of soldiers and guards from the chief priests and the Pharisees and went there with lanterns, torches, and weapons. Jesus, knowing everything that was going to happen to him, went out and said to them,
0: Whom are you looking for?
1: They answered him, Jesus the Nazarene. He said to them, I am. Judas, his betrayer, was also with them. When he said to them, I am, they turned away and fell to the ground. So he again asked them,
0: Whom are you looking for?
1: They said, Jesus answered,
0: answered, I told you that I am. So if you are looking for me, let these men go.
1: This was to fulfill what he had said. I have not lost any of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it, struck the high priest's slave, and cut off his right ear. The slave's name was Malchus. Jesus said to Peter,
0: Put your sword into his scabbard. Shall I I not drink the cup that the Father gave me?
1: So the band of soldiers, the tribune, and the Jewish guards seized Jesus, bound him And brought him to Annas first. He was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had counseled the Jews that it was better that one man should die rather than the people. Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus. Now the other disciple was known to the high priest, and he entered the courtyard of the high priest with Jesus. But Peter stood at the gate outside. So the other disciple, the acquaintance of the high priest, went out and spoke to the gatekeeper and brought Peter in. Then the maid, who was the gatekeeper, said to Peter,
2: You are not one of man's disciples, are you?
1: He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the guards were standing around a charcoal fire that they had made because it was cold, and were warming themselves. Peter was also standing there, keeping warm. The high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his doctrine. Jesus answered him,
0: I have spoken publicly to the world. I've always talked in a synagogue or in a temple area where all the Jews gather, and in secret I have said nothing. Why ask me? Ask those who heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. When he
1: had said this, one of the temple guards standing there struck Jesus and said,
2: Is this the way you answer the high priest?
1: Jesus answered him,
0: If I have spoken wrongly, testify to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me?
1: Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing there keeping warm. And they said to him, you not one of you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the one whose ear Peter had cut off, said, heart, Again, Peter denied it. And immediately the cock crowed. Then they brought Jesus from Caiaphas to the praetorium. It was morning. And they themselves did not enter the praetorium, in order not to be defiled, so that they could eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and said,
2: What charge do you bring against this man?
1: They answered and said to him, At this Pilate said to them,
2: Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law.
1: The Jews answered him, in order that the word of Jesus might be fulfilled, that he said indicating the kind of death he would die. So Pilate went back into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him,
2: Are you the king of the Jews?
1: Jesus
0: answered, Do you say this on your own, or have others told you about me?
1: Pilate answered,
2: I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done?
1: Jesus answered,
0: My kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong to this world, my attendants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not here.
1: So Pilate said to him,
0: Then you are a king. Jesus answered, You say I am a king. For this I was born and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice.
1: Pilate said to him,
0: What is truth?
1: When he had said this, he again went out to the Jews and said to them,
2: I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I release one prisoner to you at Passover. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews?
1: They cried out again, Now Barabbas was a revolutionary. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him scourged. And the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and placed it on his head and clothed him in a purple cloak. And they came to him and said, hey, you, And they struck him repeatedly. Once more Pilate went out and said to them,
2: Look, I am bringing him out to you so that you may know that I find no guilt in him.
1: So Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple cloak. And Pilate said to them,
2: Behold the man.
1: When the chief priests and the guards saw him, they cried out. Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them,
2: Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no guilt in him.
1: The Jews answered, Now when Pilate heard this statement, he became even more afraid and went back into the praetorium and said to Jesus,
2: Where are you from? Jesus
1: did not answer him. So Pilate said to him,
2: Do you not speak to me? Do you not know that I have power to release you and I have power to crucify you?
1: Jesus answered him,
0: You would have no power over me if it had not been given to you from above. For this reason, the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin.
1: Consequently, Pilate tried to release him, but the Jews cried out. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and seated him on the judge's bench in the place called Stone Pavement, in Hebrew, Gabatha: It was preparation day for Passover, and it was about noon. And he said to the Jews,
2: "Behold your king!"
1: They cried out. Take him away, take him away, crucify. Pilate said to them,
2: "Shall I crucify your king?"
1: The chief priests answered Then he handed him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and carrying the cross himself, he went out to what is called the Place of the Skull, in Hebrew, Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with with him two others, one on either side, with Jesus in the middle. Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. It read, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. Now, many of the Jews read this inscription, because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. So the chief priest of the Jews said to Pilate, Pilate answered,
2: What I have written, I have written.
1: When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, They took his clothes and divided them into four shares, a share for each soldier. They also took his tunic, but the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top down. So they said to one another, In order that the passage of scripture might be fulfilled that says, They divided my garments among them and for my vesture they cast lots. This is what the soldiers did. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother,
0: Woman, behold your son.
1: Then he said to the disciple,
0: Behold your mother.
1: And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. After this, aware that everything was now finished, in order that the scripture might be fulfilled, Jesus said,
0: I thirst.
1: There was a vessel filled with common wine. So they put a sponge soaked in wine on a sprig of hyssop and put it up to his mouth. When Jesus had taken the wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he handed over the spirit. Now, since it was preparation day, in order that the bodies might not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath day of that week was a solemn one, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken and that they be taken down. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and then of the other one who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one soldier thrust his lance into his side, and immediately blood and water flowed out. An eyewitness has testified, and his testimony is true. He knows that he is speaking the truth so that you also may come to believe. For this happened so that the scripture passage might be fulfilled. Not a bone of it will be broken. And again, another passage says, they will look upon him whom they have pierced. After this, Joseph of of Arimathea, secretly a disciple of Jesus for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate if he could remove the body of Jesus and Pilate permitted it. So he came and took his body. Nicodemus, the one who had first come to him at night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, weighing about 100 pounds. They took the body of Jesus and bound it with burial cloths, along with the spices, according to the Jewish burial custom. Now in the place where he had been crucified, there was a garden, And in the garden, a new tomb, in which no one had yet been buried. So they laid Jesus there because of the Jewish preparation day, for the tomb was close by. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: About 10 to 15 years ago, um, I was on retreat. And I always found it hard to pray with a passion. Always felt numb. I was never moved to tears. And it was just hard to pray with. (coughs) Excuse me. On this particular retreat that I took, I, I was taking a walk. And I saw the Stations of the Cross. And I hadn't done them in a long time. Well, I did the Stations. And I did them at my own pace. In my own thoughts and my own words. And it took me over an hour. And when I went to my director that night and I shared with him that prayer experience, he said, You know, I think we should pray with the passion. So that's what I did for the entire retreat. And I found it very, very moving. So one of the, the passages that I prayed with was Simon of Serene carries the cross of Jesus. So St. Ignatius says, you know, try to picture yourself in the gospel. Try to hear the sounds and see the people. Hear the noises. Uh, smell the smells, so to speak. And so I really tried to immerse myself in the gospel. So I imagine Simon of Serene. I imagine him, he was either out in the fields or he was working in some kind of a shop. And he works there the entire day. It's in the late afternoon. And he wants to get home. He spent a long day already at work. And he's making his way through the streets of Jerusalem. And he hears a commotion. It's a loud noise. And he's wondering where it comes from. So he goes to investigate. And he sees a great crowd of people. There's a large number of people. They're all yelling and screaming. And he gets to the crowd, but he can't see what's going on. The crowd's just way too big. And so Simon of Serene makes his way through the crowd. Excuse me, pardon me, excuse me. He gets all the way up to the front and he sees a man with this big wooden beam on his shoulder. And all of a sudden he trips and he falls with this heavy thud. And the, the beam falls on him. The soldiers, they begin to whip him and kick him. They keep screaming at him, Get up, get up. But the man doesn't move. And suddenly one of the soldiers look around the crowd and they see Simon. And they grab him by the arm and they make him pick up the cross. And I imagine Simon saying, no, no, I can't do that. I'm on my way home. I just stopped to see what was going on. I have to get going. My wife and my family are waiting for me. I have to go. And they say, pick up the cross. So Simon picks up the cross. And when he does so, he mumbles to himself. Of all the places to be in Jerusalem, I had to be right here at this time. This always happens to me. If there's a hundred people in the crowd, I'm the one that always gets picked. It's always me. And then Simon looks down. And he sees the man for the first time. He sees the blood. He sees the pain. And he's moved with compassion for the man. This whole time, I can't see Simon's face, Jesus' face. I'm just kind of looking from it from above. And then, all of a sudden, as the man is getting up, he grabs Simon's arm, and for the first minute, I I, I can see Simon's face from Jesus' viewpoint. Jesus looks up, and it's me. It was my face, that was Simon's. And I had my eyes closed. I went, oh! I was taken right back. I went, oh! And then the truth hit me. I am Simon. I am the one who complains when I have to get up in the middle of the night when someone asks to be anointed. I'm the one that cries, why me? when there's so many other people that can help. I always say those things secretly, but I never tell anyone. But those are the things going on in my heart. And I'm so ashamed of myself at that moment. But in my meditation, Jesus grabs me by the arm, and he gives it a squeeze. And for the first time, I can see Jesus' face. And that squeeze said, thank you. Despite my complaining, despite my whining, Jesus is grateful. And so that meditation was kind of foundational for me for Good Friday. What does Good Friday mean to you and I? It's a reminder we're called in life to help others carry their cross. We may not do it perfectly. We may complain. We may whine. But that's our call in life. And when we help someone carry their cross, be sure of this, Jesus is grateful.